Welcome to Beyond the Crops, the podcast where we share the real and raw behind the scenes of conventional farming and what it's like to raise a family on America's backroads. I'm NP. And I'm Jenna. Join us as we share the how and the why behind why we both left our jobs to be more present on our family farms. It's been a journey of passion, perseverance, and growth for both of us, and we can't wait to share the full story with you. Yeah, we're going to get, I think, maybe some more details than either of us have ever shared. Yeah, we've definitely shared the abridged version of these stories, but we've had a lot of questions about it. So we felt like it was time to just share the full tea. Yeah. So first off, tell me how harvest is going for you guys. Well, it's kind of a weird day. It's like kind of rainy, kind of not, but the fields that we need to move to next are on dirt roads. So it's like if we move there and it rains, our equipment's stuck there. So they're kind of debating how committed they want to be to picking today, but it's been going fairly well. I mean, yields are down. We've learned some crazy things about pivot pivot stuff You on using like our field view maps, like seeing areas in the field where it maybe wasn't getting watered. Like there was one field. I saw the data yesterday as we were picking live in real time. There's this perfect tiny circle in the field where it must not have been getting as much water. There was a plugged nozzle on the pivot. Oh my goodness. These nozzles like dangle down into the field and they would have had to walk that entire pivot while it was running to find that plug nozzle. So it's just like crazy what technology can teach us and how you can improve little things like that. So it's going pretty good. It's just, we're definitely, you know, seeing the ramifications of the drought and, uh, we also, I'm like, I feel like we're way further along and Levi reminded me that we did chop a couple hundred acres to dry or to silage. So that's why it's, we're going so fast because there's actually less acres we have to actually pick. So that is crazy. Could just out of curiosity, do you think that plug nozzle could have been found with a drone or is it hanging too deep into the canopy where you couldn't see it? It's hanging too deep into the canopy where we couldn't see it. And this field, the ruts from the pivots are so deep because it literally didn't get shut off. It just was made so many circles more than we've ever made on a field. So the whole pivot frame was kind of like lower into the ground. Mm. Um, So yeah, it's not something we could have seen with a drone. And it's not even something you would do is like, let's go fly and make sure all our nozzles are working like that's Let's go walk the whole pivot while it's running. Yeah. That's not something. Yeah. Wow. We also saw on field view that when we were cutting beans, the yield started to go down as the dew set in. So like the later we picked cost us yield. So then they started stopping earlier to save that five bushel an acre yield that we were losing when it was getting tough. That's so true. So we have, we had a bunch of food grade beans this year Uh and uh, they were trying to push it because we had rain early and then we had this window to harvest and now we're going to get rain again. So they were pushing it later but Josh was like, why? No, you can go harvest your field of beans in the dark because we're going to lose the premium we got on these food grade beans. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's funny. They they just joke about that. And we do have to get it done. And having your beans get rained on repeatedly is not good for yields either. So no. <laughs> beans are so finicky. They really are. So it's just kind of a, they always say we have to make a judgment call. And I hate that. I hate mm-hmm. it so much. I hate being the one to make the judgment calls. It's just the worst. How about you guys? What's What's the update on your end? Well, we did have this break to get a bunch of beans done, but now there's rain in seven of the next 10 days for the 10-day forecast. Are you serious? Yes. And this, especially the next few days, it's not even like a 40% chance. It just says rain, like it's going (laughs) to rain. 
So, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, we did get a lot done in the window that we had. So I secretly love a good harvest rain to get a day or two off, maybe a weekend, but seven days, that's stressful. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I know that we can go back to corn as well if it's just not quite right for soybeans, but it's always a huge sigh of relief when the beans are off because then corn is just so much more able. You can do so much more during like rain or snow. That's the word. I know what you were trying to say there. Yeah. So we're waiting for that, but it has been a busy couple weeks for me. So I'm really honestly not too sad that this weekend they're calling for rain because I do need some kid help this weekend. So if it, if it were that I could just have Josh take the kids, that would honestly be a breath of relief for me in that too. So it's the harvest sip and shop, isn't it? Yes. I know we're going to be, this is going live after the harvest sip and shop, but I'll have to give a little recap. I'm so excited. It's it's been fun getting ready for it. So it's a cool event and one that I'm kind of jealous. I haven't been able to attend yet. It's probably um, not the most ideal. It's not the most ideal time of year for you. No, it's away. actually the worst time of year. So I've mm-hmm. never considered it, but I feel like I am to the point where if I lined up the help, I could sneak away, but we're having a surprise birthday party for my mom this weekend. So Ooh. this will air after the party. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely a no go for me this year, but yeah. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah, we'll have to share updates. But yeah, we had I had the farm her crew here and that was crazy to have people in my house for a day and a half filming what I was doing. They were so nice and it was honestly a lot more fun than I thought it would be. So I'm excited for that to come out. It won't come out till next spring, but they did an episode on just like kind of a day in my life. And I really wanted to showcase the support side of what I do for the Very farm. Cool. I'm excited yeah. to see that. I've honestly never watched a farm her episode, but I definitely will watch yours. I started because they reached out to me and I was like, well, I want to see what this is all about. And it's really cool. I even paid for the RFD TV subscription so that I could get more RFD TV shows. So yeah. yeah. But I will say Josh has really been enjoying his birthday gift. I know I talked about that on the podcast before it's like a heater lunchbox heated heater upper thingy. And I think I've only made him two or three cold lunches this harvest season. And he's used his lunches for the rest of his lunches. So he's a big fan of that hot lunch. Yes. Levi totally sucked him in. I'm really glad I'm not having to deliver him a hot lunch. Levi is spoiled and has had zero cold sandwiches this harvest. So let's get into the conversation of us leaving our jobs. I know we've both shared about this in bits and pieces through the podcast here and on other podcasts, but let's dive into some of the more deep behind the scenes of that decision. Yeah. Do you want to go first? You don't mean to. You go. So I did my undergrad in nutrition and exercise science and actually Levi and I broke up once during our relationship when I was in college because I thought I wanted to go to medical school and he made a comment how that would never work because of where he lives. And I was like, well, who are you to say what I can do as a career? God humbled me. I married the farmer. I did not go to medical school. Um, I actually got, we got married a year prior to me graduating from my undergrad. So We'd been married for a little bit. I graduated. I needed a job. I was not 26 yet, but I was going to be in like two years. And I, so I was still in my mom's health insurance and he was still on his parents. And 
actually, I think he had aged out and it's irrelevant. We had gotten our own plan for Levi. It was a high deductible plan because he never gets sick. He almost chopped a finger off that harvest (laughs) and had a major surgery and we paid every last cent of that high deductible. Uh, Anyways, it was very important to Levi and I that I be able to provide decent health insurance. So I went back to school and I did an accelerated nursing program. And uh, right away in nursing school, I knew I wanted to work in OB. I loved it. Uh, so right after, right out of school, I got a job at the same hospital working in labor and delivery. I absolutely loved it. Just like I thought I would. I worked for a couple years. I was working night shift. You on that floor, you pretty much have to work nights for five to 10 years because it's such a low turnover rate and opportunity for day shift. Isn't going to come up for that until then. That's insane. Yeah. Like I, if I was still working full time, I would have been working over five years and I think I would be the next person to get offered day shift. So I still wouldn't have been offered it yet. I would be, but can we take, we have to take a minute to recognize how crazy that is because that means if you are in labor and delivery, like that is your childbearing years as well, that you're working nights and trying to raise kids. Like what the heck? Yeah. That's and crazy. It does. Some girls stay on night shift because it, so if you work day shift, you have to be there at five forty-five in the morning, five thirty, five forty-five. You don't get home till after seven. And, uh, so you don't take your kids to school or pick them up and they're basically ready for bed when you get home night shift, you're sacrificing a little bit of sleep, but you can, you take, you can drop your kids off to school before you go work. Obviously you have to have somebody to like your husband or whoever to watch your kids overnight. But then in the morning you get home at the crack of dawn, you can take your kids to school. So some women stay, because they feel like they get to see their kids more. I just can't even imagine how I've never worked a night shift, obviously, but how much that would just throw off your whole life to yeah. be like working in, in the middle of the night. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you okay. eat supper at midnight. It's, it's weird. weird. It's weird. And it's hard on your body. And it was hard on my family. But that was something I didn't know until I finally stepped away. So I had in my head that I was going to work for... I truly pictured myself being one of the older nurses on the floor that had been there forever. And like this was my lifelong career. And um, I like truly pictured myself as that. At the bare minimum, I thought I would be working 10 years because I had student loans from my first degree because... Uh, it's another long story. I went to one university. I had a full ride. I hated it. I stepped away from my scholarship and paid full price at another university. I don't know that I necessarily recommend that, but I was so miserable. I was like losing weight. I was getting depressed. It was not a good, it was like a good change for me, even though I had to pay on those student loans. Anyways, I had, I wanted to at least, it made no sense for me to have this job and not work it if I still had student loans. So I was like in my head, I would for sure work till every last cent was paid off. And then also, what was the point of going back to school to just work long long enough to pay my loans off? Like I should work longer, right? So that we have more money to do other things with. That was my mindset. I think that would be hard for me too. Because it's like you paid a lot of money to get this degree. A lot of money. And you're still paying it off. (laughs) No, I would. That would be really hard. So you, you did. You left before they were totally paid off. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So meanwhile, I'm working nights. We have Stetson. We're in a good routine. I'm kind of bored on my days off once I catch up on sleep. We The double O beef, beef business is born. So we I'm juggling that, working night shift. It's going. Um, and then we got pregnant with Crawford and I had Crawford. And then this is where things kind of started to get chaotic. And Levi was kind of like, this isn't working, but I was Mm -hmm. not picking up the vibes he was laying down. And because I was so bent on, I provide health insurance. 
I need to pay off my student loans. I need to work long enough so that we can save money to like buy land in the future or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took, I should go back and look at the calendar, but it was a good year and a half of Levi kind of dropping hints and saying stuff. Finally, I came to the, I don't know what like woke it up in me. Actually, I do remember. Um, I was already overwhelmed. The beef business was constantly put on the back burner because I had all these other balls in the air and that was that the beef business wasn't providing, it wasn't paying the family's bills. Like I needed my job and we needed Levi's job and I needed health insurance. So that was always the thing that got pushed to the side. And I, we, I was kind of to the point, like I either need to not do this or we need to give this a fair shot. At the same time, Levi's parents voiced to us that they were kind of ready for us to take on more responsibility on the back side of the farm, like uh, the paperwork and the paying the bills and the different things, because there's also a family crop insurance business. So they were running the back end of two businesses. Levi was doing the heavy lifting on the labor side of the farm, and I didn't really like have a place in the farm. So he literally called me when I was at work. It was like right after shift change. I'm so busy. I answered the phone and he was like, I... We need, we need you to take over the back end of the farm. I was like, what? You're telling me that right now while I'm at work? I'm like, I'm going to have to quit my job. And he's like, yeah, you are. And then oh, my like, goodness. Conversation. <laughs> I didn't truly. Uh, I didn't. I, I had I voiced that. I knew that's what needed to happen. But it still took probably a year before I actually agreed to that. So then I went and I went part time. So I was only working two nights a week instead of three nights a week. And that's crazy. The difference that that makes, cause I had so much more time working part time. Mm-hmm. Well, then the pandemic hit and it was harder to be at work. There was like all these regulations. You had to wear a mask. Da, 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 da. I chose not to get the vaccine. So I was kind of like the black sheep. And mm-hmm. uh, Levi was like, this is crazy, Jenna. Like you just need to quit. I again, still loved my job. I love the people I work with. Some of my best friends are women that I work with on that floor. And it was really hard. But finally through, I think being home with Levi Moore during the pandemic and stuff, it I finally realized like he's the leader of this family and God called him to lead this family. And I am called to respect that. And I have not like let him lead or trusted the kind of the things that God had put on our heart about me being home more. So it took like a huge heart softening on my side to truly let Levi lead our family and have faith that it was going to work because Levi wanted me to quit. But the math wasn't mathing for me. Cause I'm like, my income's paying. I'm like, I'm providing the health insurance. We don't have that. Now I have to, we have to pay for health insurance. My income's mm-hmm. also covering da, 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 da. But I'd been treating my side businesses like the beef business and social media work as hobbies. And so they were paying me like hobbies. So we kind of decided, well, if we leave that step away from the full-time job, I'm home more on the farm. And now I can actually treat those other businesses like businesses and give them a fair chance. So mm-hmm it took like a huge trust and leap of faith and trusting God that it was all going to work out because I was like, when I quit that, that income's gone. Something needs to math up here. That's not currently mathing. And that's a lot of pressure. It was a lot of pressure, but Levi wasn't even the slightest bit worried. I mean, you've met him. You kind of know how he is like not even a little bit. He's like, Jenna, no, like you should have done this a year ago. And then we talked to his parents about it. We didn't need their permission, obviously, but I just wanted them to know like my choice. And they kind of said, yeah, we don't know why you didn't quit years ago. Like we need you here. And so that kind of was a breath of fresh air too. Like, okay. But I was also like, but the money. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody. Am I the only one that? Okay. I, I have a, yeah. I have a question. How deep into, so like 
mm, this is going to sound weird. Maybe how do you like, did you understand what you guys were bringing in from the farm? So like you could, you knew like, okay, if I leave my job, this is what our new income looks like. Yeah, that's, I don't want to get like too deep into the financials and everything set up differently. But at the time, like Levi was just an employee of the corporation. So we had a set wage that we were given every month. So I knew that like, that's what we were going to live off of. And that's why it was like, things aren't adding up to me. Yeah. Uh, The financials were scary for a while too. I mean, we went from two incomes and health insurance to one income and now paying in for a sharing network. And I knew I had income that was going to come from social media partnerships, but I really wasn't doing that many yet. And I hadn't been paid on them yet. And it really tested our faith and really made us lean strong into trusting that the Lord had a plan and that it was going to work out. But it definitely wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. I think sometimes people are like, oh, it must be nice. She can just quit her job and stay home. But it was actually like a huge sacrifice. And it took a lot of changes on our side to make it happen. That term is probably one of my least terms ever that I ever be nice. Yeah. I know. Because nobody knows what is going on behind the scenes. So very true. So you really had a pressure to like hustle in your businesses and on social media because you guys were relying on you making money. Yeah. And Levi never put that pressure on me because he said, we have other like streams of income that'll be fine. Like the custom corn stock cattle that we do. And he was, uh, he it does have his crop insurance license and he was starting to recruit more crop insurance clients. So there was like other small streams of income that would have made up for it. So I don't feel like he ever truly pressured me, but it was just, okay, I stepped away from this. I feel like I need to be providing in some way. So it was a pressure that you put on Yeah, it was probably a sure. Jenna problem. I had that same <laughs> problem, so I can relate 100%. Yeah. So I step away from my job. Uh, it took me a little bit to realize. I didn't realize how hard me working full-time nights was on my family, but it was so mm-hmm. hard on them. And it took my mother-in-law was our daycare. And so she, that was a huge responsibility for her too. Like with, she kind of was at the mercy of my schedule yeah. and because taking the kids while I slept. And then before I would go to work, because when I'd have to leave, Levi was never home for the day. And so I didn't really realize how hard and how much sacrifice the rest of the family was making because of my full-time job. So yeah, I left my job. It should, it probably, I left lightly. I'm still PRN. So, or casual, I still couldn't go in as needed. I obviously never go in during harvest. It was harvest was awful when I had to work because you can save up your PTO and stuff, but you still have to work your scheduled weekends. And so that was three days in a row, a couple of times during harvest that kind of, it was just chaos with trying to figure out the kids. And my mother-in-law was in running one of the tractors and it just was not working well for the family. So even though I still had student loans to pay off, even though I still now where we were now going to need another healthcare option, it was became very evident that like that this chaos is no longer working for the family or for the farm. And Levi told me, he's like, Jenna, it's not like when you're home or you're on, like I would star my name all the time is what it's called. Like I would volunteer to stay home if the census allowed for a nurse to be at home because they just, I, they needed me. And Levi's like, mm-hmm. it's not like you're just sitting on your butt at home. Like we need you. Like you need it's, and it's not even like, I need you to do da, 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 da. It's they need somebody available to be on call. If something happens, yeah. they need somebody to help move, get apart, do food. Y'all know this. Um, 
Another piece of the puzzle was the health insurance. I was so scared. I didn't know what to do. Uh, actually, Mary Pat and then Whitney, Farm Wife Guru, had done an Instagram live comparing some Christian sharing networks that they both use. I watched that and then I kind of deep dive both of them. I was also nervous because Levi and Stetson both have a pre-existing heart condition. So that gets a lot dicier when you like walk away from mm-hmm. traditional insurance and step into something like a sharing network. Uh, but I called both companies and they both prayed with me and I just felt so much peace. And then I talked through the pre-existing conditions and we ultimately decided to go with Christian healthcare ministries because of the coverage that they offered for pre-existing conditions. It just seemed like a way safer option in case one of them does need a major surgery. Yeah. And we have a whole episode we're going to be doing on our experiences with Christian healthcare ministries, like hopefully soon coming up here. That's on, on the docket for us. So, okay, you've been gone from your, or you've technically left your job for more than a year now, or is it just a year? Okay. Nope, it's been over a year. It's the second harvest not being there. And it has been, the first year was really hard. I'm not going to lie, like transitioning Mm -hmm. into that role and not really knowing where I fit. And then also being still, like, it was just hard. Last year was literally, you guys have heard me say it here and on social media, the hardest year of my life, like mentally, physically, emotionally, there was just a lot to work through. But uh, again, that just came with like trusting God that it was all going to work out and that this was the plan that he had picked for our family and that I just needed to kind of step into those new roles. Do you feel like it's going better than expected or as expected? How do you feel about how it's going today? Oh, I feel like it's going better than I expected. I'm busier than I thought I was going to be. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know. That's kind of self-induced too. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. I hear you. And now like doing the things that I do, I ask myself, like, how did I ever do all these things and work? Mm -hmm. I I just, I wasn't good at anything. Like everything we were just like barely surviving is what what was actually happening. That makes sense. You were doing a lot. A lot. Yes. Okay. One more. Do you feel like family dynamic wise, how, how has Levi been since you've left? Like, how are things going with your in-laws? Like, do you just feel like this is you trusting God? This makes sense now to you in this today? Like, yes, for sure. It definitely makes sense. Like, I can't even, like my mother-in-law was like shouldering so much of a load and she offered to do that, but I still hadn't really like recognized how big of a sacrifice that was for her. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, family dynamics, we definitely still have to work on communicating and we worked closely together. We live closely together. So that's still like really, and we have to be very intentional about preserving the relationships through all of that, but it definitely is where I'm supposed to be. Good. That's so good. I mean, that's gotta be a comfort to know that. It is. And like, I'll get asked to come help when their things are falling apart and lots of babies are being born. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I literally quit my job because of harvest. I I can't come in until November. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Good for having a boundary and knowing what to say now. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I guess if we're, should I get into mine real quick? Yeah. All right. So I think that probably part of my story that I've kind of dabbled in a little bit is I never, ever, ever, ever thought I would be a stay at home mom. I just really didn't. Um, when I had my career, I was very driven and I was the type of employee that wanted, (laughs) this sounds weird, but like I would work really hard to be like the best that I could be. And if there was some kind of employee recognition award type of thing. I was going to be the one like busting my butt to hopefully get that. (laughs) Get it girl. Yeah. I was very good at working towards someone else's dreams. (laughs) That's what they say, right? I know when you put it that way, it's kind of like, Oh, 
Right. Um, and I really thought, so my job, I traveled around and worked with farmers all the time. I was on the road a lot. Uh, a lot of the times Josh didn't even know where I was early in our marriage. Someone would be like, where's Mary Pat tonight? And he would be like, oh, I don't know. Because <laughs> <Aww. laughs> it was just hard to keep track of where I was throughout the week. Right. If I was staying in a hotel three nights a week, he probably couldn't remember which one I was at, you know? Right. Um, I also thought that how could someone be fulfilled as a stay-at-home mom? And honestly, these thoughts that I'm sharing right now, I cringe knowing that that's how I felt back then. I just thought like, what do they do all day? Uh, like I, someone out there, that's why they pay people to watch kids, you know? <laughs> also, I wasn't much of a kid person and didn't think that I would have kids before we got married. I just wasn't sure. Um, so I, now? I know it's, Honestly, God's work. Yes. That's the only way that I'm where I am today. Right. So I just really was a career woman. I was going to be driven and keep working towards the career that I loved, which I, I really did love what I did um, in ag technology. And growing up, my mom worked off the farm and it was, we knew that we needed her to work off the farm for insurance and benefits and the steady income that the dairy farm didn't provide every single year. Right. So marrying a farmer, I just thought, you know, like, this is what I need to do for my family. I need to be working. But I will say I was always inspired by entrepreneurs' stories. So I would get magazines or different publications and see like, oh, so-and-so started a wedding barn and they're super successful. You know, just different like farm-related businesses that were just super inspiring to me. And I always thought maybe I'll do that as a side gig someday with my career. So Josh and I had talked about different businesses, like an archery shop, a wedding barn, and I'm not kidding you, selling sweet corn in Alaska. In Alaska? Yes. So Why Alaska? Um, I believe it's something... We have missionary friends that live in Alaska, and uh, they have told us before that it's almost a joke. The corn that they get at their state fair is like field corn. Uh-huh. <laughs> the sweet the sweet corn is tastes oh, like field no. corn. So we Josh and I had this idea to grow sweet corn, get like a refrigerated semi trailer, and take it to Alaska every summer, and we could just make buco bucks doing that for Off of sweet corn. Yeah, and like, how much would they pay for sweet corn in Alaska? Because I just don't under that's an expensive truck and a lot of miles. I think they pay if I I could get I could be wrong, but six or seven dollars an ear of cooked sweet corn at their state fair. I, mean, I don't know. State fair, they always kind of gouge you on food, but yeah. So I don't know. That was we were always talking about different businesses, Josh and I, even though I was working and he was farming. So anyway, all of that to be said, I just kind of had to set the stage for you in my mindset of like I wasn't gonna be home with my kids because I had all these other plans right. besides being a mom. <laughs> And for me, I know this isn't for this doesn't happen to everyone, but when I had Hank, I just it was literally 180 for me. I had him and I was like, holy crap, nothing else matters. He matters the most. Like being a mom is the most important thing I'm doing right now. Um so my goals just completely changed and when I went back to work after I had him, I it was honestly just painstaking for me to be sitting at a computer trying to do my work. They had actually, I don't like saying, it's weird to say this, but 
my company was going through a round of some big layoffs because they had just recently merged with another company. And when that happens, normally they have too many employees and they have to like lay people off. They created a new position for me during that layoff, which gave me, yeah, it was huge. It was, they created a position so that I could stay home and not travel as much and whatever. So I felt an obligation to, right. There was like a pressure there now that you had to go back. Right. And I felt really valued because they did that for me. Uh And I was honestly secretly, not a secret anymore because we're sharing it on the podcast. But while they were going through those layoffs, I was like secretly hoping they would lay me off because then you get six months of per diem like money. (laughs) 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 And in my head, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't like just lay me off. And that gave you like six months of income to figure something else out. Yes. The financial part of it was scary because we were losing half of our income, which was the steady income. And I was really comfortable with my salary. It was more than I thought that I would be making a few years out of college, five years out of college. And I didn't know I had, I didn't know how I would replace that money. But when Josh and I sat down and looked at what are we spending? What do we need? Like need is a very key t- term here. Yes. Um, We could do it. So we, once we figured that out, I was like, why the reasons I'm staying are not reasons that I want to miss out on being a mom for my kid. Right. And it was just like, you know, we'll be able to redo our house quicker. We'll be able to buy land quicker. If we kept my job, right. We would be able to do all of these financial things quicker, but our kids were going to grow up either way during that time. And we couldn't stop that. Right. So I think that's really why the eventually I did say, okay, I'm going to leave. And it was actually a pretty quick turnaround in decisions. It was like a few months. <laughs> Which was way quicker than the yes. mine was drug out for so long. Yes. And when we told my in-laws, I remember vividly my mother-in-law saying, your kids are the only things you take to heaven with you. Like, who cares if you don't have more money right now? Right. I was like, you're so right. Yep. So I would say I was very scared to make the change because Josh is so supportive of me. It's ridiculous. Like I said, I wanted to sell corn to Eskimos and he was like, sorry if that's offensive, but he said, yeah, let's figure this out. You know? So (laughs) I was scared when he was so supportive of me leaving my job because all he ever wants is for me to be happy. And I was scared that I wouldn't be happy. (laughs) Oh, I just didn't know what would make me happy at that. Like, you know, you're going through postpartum. It's very, it's a lot. I wasn't happy with my current situation and we were about to make like this extremely big family change. And I wasn't sure if it would be the right answer. God bless to those good husbands. Yeah. And I I think that one thing that I would share if you're kind of trying to make a decision like this is truly nothing has to be permanent. So true. Like you can make a decision to leave a job and there's other jobs that are going to be out there if you don't. And I didn't even feel like it was the company or who I was working for. And there's a good chance that if I would have come back to them and been like, I made a mistake, there possibly would have been an opportunity to come back. Obviously that didn't happen, but right. Like you left on amicable terms. Right. So I think that, um, just considering that knowing that if you're doing something that just doesn't feel like right to you to listen to what God is saying to you, Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm unwilling to let my nursing la- nursing license lapse at this point. I think Levi deep down kind of thinks it's silly. Like you can just quit, Jenna, just give it up. But I'm a six and I like to have that safety net. And mm-hmm. I truly did enjoy my career. 
that's probably why it took you so long to leave too, partially, right? Your sickness. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Darn my it. seven, my impulsiveness in my seven is what was like, I can't stay here because like, it's I'm not leaving good. yesterday. <laughs> but good and bad from that as well. Like, I don't want to be hopping around all the time and putting my family through things that they don't need to be put through because I'm being impulsive. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, once my career, once I felt like they were going to start having me travel a little bit again, I think it was going to be like 20 or 30% travel. And I sat there with my five or six months old, six month old baby. I was like, I cannot leave him overnight. We're breastfeeding. Like I, I'm not good at pumping all of the stuff. I was feeling like, no, I can't do this. So that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. And I was finally like, I gave them a month notice. And so they didn't have me travel. They just had me finish up the projects I was working on. And then, then I left. It was crazy. It's just a good testament to like how, I mean, motherhood is like sacrificial love and you just totally leaned into that and knew like, this is what needs to happen and this is what matters. So that's what I'm going to do. Well, I couldn't believe how much weight I put in my career, how much of my self-worth I put into what I did for a career. Like that's where I tied up my self-worth. Right. Was this career that I got to drive a company truck and they gave me money every day to eat if I was traveling. And I just put way too much value in that more than I, than I realized I should have until I became a mom and my value really changed. God really humbled you with Hank, didn't he? (laughs) He did. It was like a big slap in the face. Like what you're doing is not that important, Mary Cat. (laughs) So I guess I will say though, um, one thing I didn't know before I quit was you can actually make money on your own. You don't have to make money from someone else. Right. That is just, it blows my mind how changing your effort and channeling your energy into things that really fuel you. You can, I mean, I always saw these articles and things of people who had made it and thought, how in the heck would I even get to a place like that? And it's been four and a half years now. And it took a long time, a lot of perseverance, a lot of grinding to get to the point of feeling like, wow, I'm actually, I've replaced that income. How? Right. Like, It's so crazy. It is crazy. I agree a hundred percent. And I know like sharing on social media and making money on social media is not everybody's calling or what works for every woman that might be listening, but it worked for both of us to be able to be home and be more present, but still provide a form of income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, it was never my goal leaving to like start something. But when I felt when I was home and I kind of felt that creative energy start to burn, um, it was, I was able to channel it into something that, like you said, th- is bringing back for the family. But it took a long time of and making okay. nothing. I yeah. mean, it, it is, it's a journey, not a race. That's for sure. Yeah. I remember calling my friend who had been an entrepreneur a lot longer than me and just saying, like, I broke even. This sucks. Yeah. And she was like, no, that's great. Right. You have to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And most businesses are not profitable in their first several years, actually. Yep. <laughs> Which is hard to wrap your mind around. It is. When it's you're like, used... what's the point of all this? <laughs> yeah. When you're used to just getting a paycheck every two right. weeks, no matter the amount of effort you put in, like, here's your paycheck. I mean, you could get fired, but... <laughs> I hate how much 
weight that I, I, and I know a lot of other women were putting on health insurance too. Yes, it's important. I am recognizing that, but it's sad how many moms want to stay home, but might be working their job just because of health insurance. They might not know there's other options or Mm -hmm. might just like hear one negative thing about a sharing option and then not look into it. And so I would just encourage anybody that's listening and has kind of had the pull on their heart to make Mm -hmm. a change or a shift to just I don't know. I truly believe that when you have those feelings, like that's the Holy Spirit and you need to listen to that and to just pray over it and pray about it and pray for clarity and for a clear answer. And, um, God will provide. Yeah. I was nervous to make that change too, because it's just not, I think it's, unless you have other people, you know, who have had a good experience even I did my brother-in-law and sister-in-law had it and my mother-in-law and father-in-law had it. And we have lots of friends who had it and used it for important things like heart surgery and whatnot. But I was still hesitant going into changing from insurance because it is different. And I'm excited to get into that episode where we can talk about how it's different and how it's affected each of us. Right. Because I do think that is something that I've had a passion for sharing since really since we had to use it for the first time, which was Josh's bro- Josh's broken leg and, <laughs> um, you know, having Harper and our miscarriage. So there's been, I have a lot of things to say about health insurance and just the stigma around right. doing something the different. Stigma for real. Yeah. I just wanted to take a minute to talk a little bit about Grounded Journals. We're coming up on the holiday season and I am excited to hopefully have these go out as gifts to some families this winter. And I thought the best way to do that is maybe read a couple of reviews that I've recently gotten. I love seeing these product reviews. It really kind of solidifies my decision to start this business and the excitement that kind of has formed around it. So this is a review from Kinsey in Colorado. I can't wait to document each and every growing season we're given. This is the perfect journal with prompts and it doesn't feel too daunting. It's a guide year by year to watch how things grow and evolve. I love this grounded journal. And then one more real quick from Savannah in Illinois. She says, highly recommend. It's simple, perfect, and organized. NP thought of everything like putting logs in the back to record equipment, fuel prices, etc. I'm no longer stressed trying to document the farm for future generations. NP is easy to work with and so kind. She really went the extra mile to put our logo on the cover and we're really grateful. And I just kind of get goosebumps reading those because I do put so much energy and love into this business and to hear how people feel about it when they've received the journals just really fills my cup. So if you're interested, go ahead and check out groundedjournals.co C-O, and check out the different versions I have and grab them for your holiday gifts. Thank you for joining us today as we dove deeper into our decisions to leave our careers and be full-time with our farms and families. We hope you found some inspiration through our stories where we found the most fulfilling way to spend our days. Remember to tune in when new episodes drop every Tuesday, leave us a review or share the podcast to your stories for a chance to win this month's giveaway and find us outside the podcast on our social channels linked in the show notes. See you next time.